Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Fran Sayar uh, from Brave New Coin, founder, CEO. How are you doing, Fran? Yeah, very good. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So could you tell listeners what does uh, Brave New Coin do? Well, Brave New Coin is a market data and research company. Uh, so we have three divisions. We have our market data division where we tap into every exchange on the planet. And, uh, you know, like uh, you would buy stocks from the NASDAQ for Apple. Uh, you buy it from the NASDAQ. We buy it from the broker that buys it from the NASDAQ. With cryptocurrencies, you can buy them from over 150 different exchanges. So even things like price discovery can be a little bit tricky. So we have an engine that taps into all the exchanges, cleans out all the bad data, and produces spot pricing and custom index products um, with one of the only asset class-wide market data vendors. So that's our market data division that services the buy side as well as the sell side, meaning uh, we supply many, many different crypto funds and non-crypto funds with uh, spot pricing so they can work out their portfolio or NAV. Um, uh, they can run their backtesting. Um, the sell side is starting to wake up and they want to produce exchange-traded products, which is where our index solutions come in. So that once this asset class matures, which is clearly starting to now, um, we can supply uh, bulletproof indices, which can power exchange-traded funds, notes, certificates, coupons, a range of different instruments. And... Um, the other division is uh, blockchain development, which we've actually spooled out into another company called Blockchain Labs. And that was designed to be able to do rapid prototyping of various blockchain solutions. And we get hit up all the time by um, ICOs now to do contract audits or um, design and build and test various different modules, um, either pre-launch or post-launch. We also do a little bit with enterprise, with uh, supply chain and provenance and corresponding banking and all, all those wonderful non-asset class-based um, blockchain solutions. And of course, content. So content is king. We've been producing a um, steady stream of news, uh, analysis, research, and so we've got the largest library of uh, uh, research papers, white papers, and resources available anywhere online on or slash uh, resources pages on our website. 
So it's kind of like Bloomberg for digital currencies, where we essentially supply all the market data, news, contents, analytics, and um, we'll start to move quite heavily into private research and combining those divisions to support the asset class and the more institutional companies coming on board wanting to research and then participate with uh, these digital currencies and assets. Yeah, you guys have a lot going on. Well, maybe we can go back to earlier on something you mentioned. Um, you talked about being connected to 150 exchanges. I didn't even realize there's that many. And uh, you talked about price discovery. It, it, it may sound really elementary, but what is price discovery? Well, it's just what what's the uh, market rate for something? Uh, what is the supply versus demand? Um, when we started out, there was only five or six exchanges, and it took us over two years to build out all of our market data products. It just keeps growing. Um, every exchange has got a different output. Some of the block explorers feel like they're hosted on a potato sometimes. Um, the infrastructure in this industry is slowly maturing, and we've just built out enterprise tools in the back ends to allow us or allow ourselves to capture, clean, store, and then output everything into various different outputs. And then we pump that through to the legacy worlds with um, clients such as Amazon and Telet Prebon and uh, Thomson Reuters. And there's about two dozen enterprise clients and redistributors or connectivity providers like Cult Technologies and Rhymes. Um, so we we've sort of targeted the old world plumbing of how market data flows to uh, get this data out to the legacy world, if you will. So what do you notice being connected to so many exchanges and, uh, you know, markets? What do you notice about price and uh, cryptocurrencies and tokens? You know, is there big variations, any interesting patterns, you know, things you see? Oh, we see all kinds of things all the time. It's just uh, amazing how... Um, geographically and technologically um, diverse this asset class really is. Um, oftentimes, there'll be some rather large arbitrage opportunities between the different countries' pricing, so quite tempting to use our own data to uh, do arbitrage or, or trading. Um, I mean, in terms of insights, there every month there's something new and uh, yeah, we try and act upon it. We do a bit of internal trading. We've got an internal fund. And um, we don't just track market data. We also track industry data and deal flow. So similar to how companies like DealLogic.com track the issuance of bonds and stocks and have enterprise tools for um, doing analytics of what's going on with uh, various other asset classes issuances. We track um you know, who's raising how much and um, especially with the initial coin offering subset of this industry, we've been tapping into who invests into what and who's yeah, underwriting what and which issuers were tagged to different companies. And that gives us a range of different analytics to sort of understand what types of technologies are being financed and what to expect to hit the markets and how much time and, and that sort of thing. We haven't really commercialized that yet. We're been acting upon it ourselves, and um, it's been kind of a in beta for a while uh, as we use it internally. Yeah, it's a lot of loose ends to tie together. It's crazy. What um when you show prices, for instance, are you showing 150 different prices, or are you showing an average 
um, how much data are you showing into the you know the specific exchanges, for instance? Right. So most of the exchanges offer their APIs openly to the world, so anybody can go and get um, exchange derived data, i.e., you know what is the latest price or ask and bid from say Poloniex for any given coin or Kraken or whatever. So there's no point commercializing that since the exchange is already giving it for free. What we do is we take, let's just pick a, a currency, Litecoin, and we take Litecoin from all exchanges on the planet and we look at um, all the different Litecoin to say Euro trading pairs and then we'll blend those into a Euro Litecoin market weighted average. So we produce market weighted averages where you can see the localized price discovery and spot for a region. Um, and then we take, you know, Litecoin Euro, Litecoin CNY, Litecoin USD, Litecoin everything. And we blend those market weighted averages into a global weighted average. And we produce that as a global spot for any given assets. And we express that in United States dollars, even though there, there might be, you know, uh, 50 different uh, fiat pairs for any given digital currency. Um, so when you go to our website and click on, say, my favorite pages slash markets, where you just get a market summary, uh, right away you see the uh, price of Bitcoin. Now, this is a special index where it's got some pretty hardcore constituency requirements and a, a much deeper uh, methodology that's part qualitative, part quantitative. So that's kind of a representation of the price of Bitcoin from the most liquid and legitimate exchanges, which there's only eight constituents that have qualified for entry. And then you get to see the different regional uh, market-weighted prices in a table underneath. And of course, you can click on anything and see the full chart and more information. So if you see the market cap table or any summary type data, you're typically looking at market, uh, sorry, global spots. And then if you uh, are on any given coin page, you can drill down to any particular market and see the market pricing. So that allows users to see the you know, price on a global level, create global pr price discovery, and then the quick ability to drill down to any regional market. And we, of course, allow this to be available through all of our APIs, and that's what we integrated into these dozens of distributors, and they can then choose what it is that they display. So it gets a bit confusing because the asset class kind of acts like a commodity but trades like a currency. And, you know, what's the price of Bitcoin? Is it more relevant to ask the question, what's the price of Bitcoin in, say, Korea, if you're sitting in Korea? Or is it more relevant to ask what's the price of Bitcoin from a specific exchange, if that's the only exchange that matters to you and that's the only one you have an account with? So we allow users to answer that question themselves with you know, uh, allowing the um, data to be available for whichever um, setup they have or preference they have. Thanks, Tom. Okay. And then you talked about um, gathering data on, you know, all the ICO initiatives and everything. What do you see, because you can see things in aggregate, you know, what use cases seem to be right now um, having a lot of interest? Which ones are falling away? You know, any patterns you can talk about that are interesting? I'm almost seeing like everything that could possibly be tokenized be tokenized. Um, and they, it's interesting to see that once somebody discovers an idea, there's immediately a few copycats. So, for example, distributed computing, we saw, you know, Golem 
And then we started to see different networks that try and achieve the same thing for different solution designs. Um, I mean, that's a good example because everybody knows Amazon and you mm. can kind of quantify the market size and it's a huge market. And if somebody pulls it off, then the technology stacks up and scales. Then distributed computing becomes something that people can use and, and investors can quantify you know, how much uh, of, of the market's potential or how big the market is in the first place. Many of these ideas, it's impossible to, well, a lot of the founders and startups and some of these ICOs can't even explain their own market potential size. Um, I, we see a huge um, increase in the number of projects. Um, there's a lot of garbage out there, and there's also better and better quality um projects out there. So we're really seeing a full spectrum of um, tokenization. We don't see that stopping at any point soon. I, I expect a good 10 years of uh, being inundated um, with these projects. Uh, in, in terms of sector, it's, it's really just everything, to be honest, um, from ticketing to distributed computing to storage, of course, that's um, um, been attacked sort of early on and I mean we've seen some ridiculous pitches I don't even know where to begin it allows us to do and it's kind of missing a key plot point here in this conversation uh, we've spent a year putting together something called the digital asset taxonomy which is a full classification system for what is this stuff is it a currency is it a protocol coin is it an app coin and what is the industry classification? Is it transportation, manufacturing, et cetera? Um, so when you kind of overlay that against the data that we have for the different coin offerings and non-coin offerings in terms of financing and who's building out what, it starts to paint a pretty powerful picture in terms of which subsectors and industry classifications are being financed and how many projects are working on them so that we can sort of predict how many projects are going to come out of the lab in a particular subsector. For example, there's been a lot of work towards gaming. So there's um, First Blood, there's Ownage, there's Mobile Go, there's a range of different assets and projects um, that have been extremely well financed going after you know that very specific online gaming market or esports market. Mm. And that's, um, you know, we, we can make bold predictions like we will see X amount of uh, global market disruption in that sector within X amount of time simply because um, you know, statistics, we've seen, uh, you know, X amount of projects with X amount of funding and we can uh, make the assumption that um, we're going to see, you know, a certain level of disruption in that subsector. So that starts to become really interesting. And, of course, our biggest problem is just this mountain of data that we have that we don't express through the website. Um, how do we then turn that into insights and chart it and you know, write stories about it? So we're, we're furiously working on essentially an analytics layer that can plump over all of our databases and all of those wonderful insights can come out and journalists can use to basically um, disclose or, or write about these trends that, that are apparent in the data itself. So you're going to be doing an analytics layer, but right now, can uh, 
people go and find all this data on your site or can they buy it from you and then they can interpret it themselves? Yeah, so in terms of market data, that's all fully available through a range of distributors or they can contact us direct. We haven't really publicized the fact at all that we're capturing market data on, sorry, industry data and those that do know have contacted us and we do manual queries and uh, supply them with custom feeds. It's um, it's sort of like going to cbinsights.com or one of those uh, uh, analytics tools for industry trends where it's a bit of a manual process for un- unless there's you know a full analytics layer developed and even then it's um, typically you, you need to speak to a person because how long is a piece of string like what do you, what is it that you actually want and quite often customers don't know right. exactly what they want so we take them through a process of guided discovery we have a chat and we supply them with what they need okay and then um What's your guys' roadmap for the next six months or up to two years? You know, when when is the analytics platform going to be out? You guess what other initiatives uh, interesting for people to hear about? Yeah, it's pretty pretty hardcore roadmap. <laughs> um, so the company that owns Brave New Coin is called Tickemy, T E C H E M Y, and Tickemy is a holding company that fully owns Brave New Coin. We've also have a stake as founders in Digital Asset Exchange, which is our own exchange. And we have a time and material service company called Blockchain Labs that does a range of different developments inside the blockchain ecosystem. Um, we are, right now, there's nothing to log into at Brave New Coin. And that's one of the siloed projects and mapped out sprints that we have is let's build a, uh, let's build a login. There's, there's been a good reason we haven't offered the ability to log in and do anything for quite some time. Um, which I won't get into today, but uh, it's it's more just um, when we produce something, we like to have the product um, pretty solid in terms of path to market and product market fit. So we will be continuing to work on the analytics package, but that will come with some very interesting other bits and pieces that will synthesize our market data and index products together. So expect to be able to log in and have a full portfolio manager. And then as a later stage sprints down the road, the ability to potentially buy actual index products directly through the site and the login. That's the long-term roadmap. On the ICO front, we're building out some enterprise tools that essentially mimic what's called, um, well, the company Deologic.com is a great example. Goldman Sachs can log into their enterprise tools and essentially see the latest, say, Japanese government bond issuance, and they can have all the information that they want about issuances in general, as well as the ability to participate in that issuance. So imagine if you could log in and have a super clean way to essentially see what's on offer, participate in these offers in a fully compliant way. So as data and software providers, um, we will most likely be partnering and white labeling such tools for a range of channel partners. Now, keep in mind, our entire uh, company strategy has been to grow through partnerships. So we have about two dozen um, partnerships that give us access to distribution and technology and information or data. And we'll be leveraging those to essentially produce some very interesting tools. A lot of what we do, we don't really publicize or talk about. So once it's open and live and ready, 
people simply go, wow, okay, I didn't expect that. It's amazing. And that's the end result that we're after, essentially. So outside of that, I mean, we treat everything in silos because we own four different companies and we try to synthesize synergy between those. So the products that are in our roadmap are all treated in silos and um, we'll, of course, be scaling the content division. Um, so we don't do uh, breaking news and we won't enter that space. It's you know, not, not of interest to us. We stick to quality of a quantity and we'll probably move into long-form journalism and more research, more analytics, and more what we call data-driven contents, which is, um, again, leveraging our own tools to allow journalists to essentially highlight the insights that come out of our own data. All right, well, very good. So how can uh, listeners you know, start engaging with your platform and learning more? Well, for the time being, uh, we've got a, a lot of data available through our existing website. The resources section has a tremendous amount of information. That'll get a facelift and um, update in terms of the amount of data available through there in about a month. Um, if you're an enterprise client or you know you work for a large company and need market data or pricing or building some kind of exchange trade product, then by all means give us a buzz. Uh, that's what we specialize in. And for everything else, basically watch the space. We're growing so fast, we can, we're just struggling to take on more customers, to be honest. We're quite, quite a profitable startup and we, we don't require financing. We just, uh, self, self finance everything that we're building. Okay. Well, very good. Well, Fran, I appreciate you, uh, you know, doing what you do. And it's, you know, market data and analysis and knowledge is, uh, is critical because it's just, it's moving so fast. It's, it's overwhelming completely. I'm sure you feel like that well, too. So thank you for what you guys do. They, Data is literally money now, right? So um, the, the whole reason I wanted to start a, a data company is because I realized that data is quite literally money now. And that, that is really interesting. So, of course, building out all the data tools um, simply made sense. And we're all about right. just infrastructure, all the core infrastructure to allow this asset class to mature. Okay, well, very good. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. No, thanks for having me. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.